Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight from the Two Broke Geeks podcast, it's, uh, well, they don't do numbering, but I'm just going to call him Justin. Hooray! <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> there was some news recently where Josh Brolin was cast to play Cable in the Deadpool 2 movie. And Patrick, Jenny's boyfriend and our resident, <laughs> our resident uh, video editor and photographer for all our L.A.-based conventions, <laughs> uh, made a, a, a astute observation about how many characters in, in the in the comic book universe Josh Brolin has played. Not to mention he's currently Thanos, um, and you know they could have just cast Justin to be Cable. I mean. I, if I knew ahead of time that they needed cable, I could have like bulked up a little bit or like, <laughs> like that's like the just, only. I mean, I may not be old enough, but I'm th- that's movie magic for you. If there's something jo- uh, Matt can help you do, it's probably put on some mass, like muscle mass. Totally, uh, I'll need it because I've been losing weight, and which is the exact opposite of what I want. <laughs> <laughs> right, especially if you're gonna be Moon Knight, Justin. I know. For, Justin uh, for Moon Knight. Hashtag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm I, the body fits for Moon Knight, but not much for for, for cables. <laughs> yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? It's too late now. Yeah. All right. Um, tonight's episode, since it's just the two of us, and if there are audio difficulties, I do apologize. We're testing something new for this recording, so I just wanted to put that out on on Front Street. If kids still say that, um, <laughs> I'm keeping it 100, as the kids say. I, I to, to turn your hat backwards and sit in the <laughs> chair backwards. Word. Because this is where to get the lowdown. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we are in the midst of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 release week. And what we usually do is we do a 101 on the newest characters that are coming out and what you might expect from this adaptation of a beloved comic book series, um, which nobody knew much about in 2008 when the first movie came out. Or not 2008, excuse me, 2014. <clears throat> uh, but we weren't really doing these yet, so we didn't get a jump on that one. But here we are, Guardians Volume Two. There's a lot of new characters to be introduced, a lot of storylines to talk about. So Justin and I are going to do our best to inform you on said characters and what we might see going into the future as far as this movie and what's going to be adapted and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, no spoilers because neither of us have seen it yet. Or maybe we have. Not as far as I know. <laughs> uh, no, we have not. Uh, we've seen many trailers, many TV spots, all that good stuff. Uh, still, just a, just super excited to see this new one. I don't know about you. Oh, I'm super stoked. What is of the Marvel movies coming out this year, which there are three? Yeah, there's three. If you count Spider-Man? If you're counting Spider-Man, it's because it's Spider-Man, Thor, Ragnarok, and Guardians. And- Guardians of the three Guardians. Okay, yeah, it was funny because the the Thor trailer came out, which I thought looked amazing. I know your buddy Matt does not like it at all. Well, here's the thing. He, here's what I have to say about it. I liked it. I was actually really on board until uh, until until a uh, Hulk showed up, and it wasn't the fact that Hulk was there that bummed me. It was how Thor reacted. I thought that was hilarious. I mean, you know, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I'm not bashing the idea of it because the thing that I was well, the thing about I this did, trailer, it it, do, <laughs> it didn't make sense to his character. It's more to his deleted scene character that it made sense for to me, like what Thor's doing when he's not in the Civil War. That's oh yeah, when he it seemed yeah. more like that Thor than Thor we've known. Yeah. The the thing about this trailer. The, about the trailer that I got super into and it makes complete sense is yeah they're going more comedic with this but and at first I was like eh I don't know how I feel about this but the way the trailer goes it kind of what they do with it both like with like the with the with the way that, like the font of the of Thor Ragnarok yeah. and stuff like that it actually kind of bridges the gap between like the seriousness of the of like Civil War and Captain America and that stuff with Guardians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. The, yeah, that that's where I'm like, okay, I don't know. It's just 
I just thought like they had such a good flow, and I I know this movie is probably going to do really well with the Thor Hulk fight, especially between the other two Thor movies. It's probably going to be the best. I I'm yeah, I would have to say yeah. I I mean for me the biggest selling point in the trailer that really got me going to be like yes was uh, Kate Blanchett. Oh yeah. As hell, I was like, damn, I, I'm ready for that. Yeah, she looks amazing. I know. Like, at first I was like, oh, she kind of looks like Winter Soldier a little bit. And then, like, <laughs> when she actually did her stuff, I was like, ah, uh, I a, need to be alone for a little bit. There's a funny this. meme about people with eyeshadow that stop and stoppable weapons. Like, when Winter Soldier catches the shield and when she yeah. catches the hammer. I'm like, that, yeah. that's pretty funny. I mean, I think it was just the initial line when Thor just yells yes when he runs into the Hulk in the mm-hmm. arena was a little bit of the throw off for me. It was what I came was after like, eh. for me. What what he said oh, after yeah. threw me off like the oh, we're work well, yeah. friends. Like what do you mean yeah, we're work friends? Fr- <laughs> I, yeah, I know him from work. I'm like right. no, that's, don't say it like that. Right, that's the deleted scene, Thor. That's like that's not real Thor. Uh, oh yeah okay you know what I mean yeah. with Thor, yeah, Thor's roommate uh, it was more that guy but whatever yeah, and, you know and, and then that one deleted scene where Thor and Hulk were like hanging out right, and right. Trying, like why are they, like, it seems like everyone else is fighting why aren't we there and then and then Tony calls them at the, when they're sitting down to coffee yeah 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 no, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a later one that one you know the trailer looks good I'm excited for Spider-Man but Guardians has my full attention Guardians yep. 2 um, I got to sit in on the uh, Michael Rooker and Sean Gunn panel at Heroes oh, and Fan Fest. That was good. Any panel with with Rooker is amazing. He at one point jumped off the stage and just started getting random people in the audience to ask questions. It was pretty yeah. fantastic. He had his like arm on my shoulder while he's asking somebody else a question. I I don't want to say he recognized me from a year ago at a different convention when I interviewed him, but he surely <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're the nervous guy that I almost made pee his pants. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. That was me. Uh I did that. <laughs> right. But I mean, people are asking the same questions. And it's like things they can't answer. So it's like you know. So you didn't get much out of it, other than they think it's going to be a really great movie. And yeah, which you expect them. And a lot of Sean Gunn talking about Gilmore Girls. Um, and one guy asking Michael Rooker if he wanted a chocolate cover pretzel, <laughs> which he laughed at. And you know, he probably gets asked that at every convention he goes to. Yeah. So um, I still want Mallrats too, Kevin. I still want Mallrats too. It's not gonna happen, man. I know the TV yeah. show is not even gonna happen anymore. Yeah, he kind of backed out of everything. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Just keep doing episodes of Supergirl and Flash, and making dumb movies about yoga. <laughs> <sighs> My disappointment with Kevin, but still, I have a lot of respect for the man. Anyway. Oh yeah. Back to Guardians. Uh, so the end of Guardians 1 saw them get their, their ship back and they're about to go do a little bit of both of good and bad and we have a team together and we have newborn Groot uh, dancing to Michael Jackson songs and uh, this movie is set to take place two to three months after the first one so we're kind of jumping right back into it I'm not 100% sure where it falls in line with the rest of the MCU timeline but to be honest I'm not 100% sure where Doctor Strange falls in line with the rest of the timeline because well the thing we Matt and I talked about this on a podcast we think that Doctor Strange is taking place during Civil War okay what uh, or or like during the it, events of Civil War or like right afterwards okay do they mention here I kind of want to I kind of because because of the last scene uh, you know the credit scene where he's going to help Thor yeah it's got that scene at least has to take place after Civil War. Well, the, yeah. Well, the the thing that we're thinking maybe the the what we're thinking is, uh, or at least near the tail end of Civil War, because when he's in his car go for when he has his car accident, which is years uh, before. Which well, that's the thing, because well, they say it's years before, but there was um, the, this was the argument because on the like when he's on the phone with a guy talking about patient, potential patients. Yeah, and one of them said he was, like, trapped in, like, a mech suit, paralyzed from the waist down. Okay. Yeah, I remember. But somebody disproved that that can't be Rhodey. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't oh, remember okay. what it was. But one of the Owens after that could be Captain Marvel. 
Well, yeah, the, yeah. One of the ones on there was like a woman was struck by like freakish lightning. Yeah, or something. And like that's that. the one he was interested in, I think. Yeah, but the, I mean, Doctor Strange, I feel takes place. It, I don't the, that it can it couldn't have been years before. I mean, no, it could have no, been no. a couple of years. The accident but, could be, but yeah, the events in New York. Don't, I I don't think the events in New well nobody saw the events of New York except for them. Yeah, and I feel like this had to be like before, I don't know like the accident and then like going like after the accident and all the training I think it's led up so like the end events mm-hmm. of well you Dr. would think Strange. you would think that they would know about Doctor Strange I mean they do Hydra knew about him yeah so yeah from uh, Winter Soldier yeah so it had to be so the events of what happens in Doctor Strange had to be between uh, Winter Soldier. And Civil War, at least and for the, the of latter yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Right, right. You would think Stark or or Rogers would reach out to him if they knew about him. Right. If you know. Uh, yeah, but I feel like with guard, like with Guardians, I don't think we need to really know much timeline because. Yeah. For think, all we know, for all we know, because it's off planet. For all we know, it could be like during like the first Iron Man or something. Sure. Yeah, because I don't think we're going to get them introducing into anything until Infinity War. Right. They're not going to intermingle with anybody, I don't think. Yeah, because um, I think the, all I know that I, that's been talked about is be ready for a, root, a Groot versus Hulk battle ugh. in Infinity War. I'm kind of over that, man. I know. I, I'm like, <laughs> can we not? Can we just have the good guys fight the bad guys now? Cause, like, no, because that's not intriguing storytelling. You need to have the good guys fight I each mean, other. It's so bad that it's in the Fast and Furious stuff now with Vin Diesel's character, and it's even in Transformers because Optimus Prime is a bad guy in the trailer. Like, come on, guys, let's get creative here. <laughs> I don't. Wanna... I think yeah, I think there's gonna be a quick fight between the people. I know we're skipping ahead a little, but I think yeah. there's gonna be a little bit of a Guardians versus Avengers thing. Well, I, which I in, guess I don't, I don't mind. Well, I feel like it's gonna be a miss. Um, I think it's mainly going to be uh, thinking, miscommunication thinking involving they're the bad guys. Drax. Yeah, yeah. Like I think Drax is going to jump the gun mm-hmm. and uh, and start attacking someone. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, pro- can... and which will cause Groot and Rocket to kind of join it because I don't think Nebula, and, not Nebula. I don't think Gamora and Star Lord would do that. Would jump into that. I feel like it's going to be more like Drax, Groot, and Rocket are accidentally going to just pick a fight with. I think just the Hulk. <laughs> right. Right. That's what I think. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to change something here. Um, I think. What was I going to say? Oh, kind of jumping really far ahead to past the end of this movie. Um, I feel like. Ah, we don't need to talk about it. All right. Let's move into this movie, Guardians Volume Two. So we already know we know who Star Lord is. We know Gamora. We know Drax. We know Groot. We know Rocket. Uh, even to that extent, we know um, Yondu, Yondu, and Nebula, and um, Thanos. Thanos, right? Because I'm sure Thanos is going to show up at some point. Nova Corps. Yes, yeah, Stallone's a member of the Nova Corps. We know that. Sylvester Stallone. Um, <laughs> it's just Sylvester Stallone. Right. <laughs> Um, I mean, some of the guests that we don't guest stars that we don't know. I mean, Glenn Close will be back as uh, the supreme commander of the Nova Corps. Um, I think, Sylvester Stallone is is untitled yet, right? But still, Gunn, Gunn described his character as very important to the Marvel universe, whatever that means. You know, I'm still saying him and uh, Michael Rosenbaum are going to be Celestials. Yeah, because they work together is what they're told. Their characters are Chaos. working. Chaos and I, I originally said to I think on know to Mike uh, to Matt I think Michael Rosenbaum is going to be the living tribunal, mm-hmm. but now I think him and Sylvester are going to be Chaos and Unity. I think they're called. Do you want to explain? Like du- do you want to explain who they are? They're, I think. Hang on, I gotta look them up to make sure I'm right. But th- there's there's two celestial uh, there's two celestials that work together that are called. Well, I know one is called. They're like faces. Like big face characters, uh, hang on, dude, dude, because I'm not too familiar with them. Face characters uh, like ego. They're they're like ego, uh, but they're they're called the chaos gods, I believe. Um, 
or oh, damn it, ba- <laughs> I forget what they are. Basically, they're they're basically uh, this is gonna drive me nuts. They're they're basically two giant oh chaos and order, which are basic. They're huge importance to Infinity Wars because they're two of the Celestials that Created Thanos the- faces down. Oh right, right. Yeah, and they're like so. They're basically two giant faces that are like about. They've, chaos, they've like, mentioned the Celestials in the movies already, haven't they? Um, yeah, either they, in the Living Tri- Living Tribunal was mentioned in Doctor Strange, and I think another uh, another Celestial was shown using the Power Gem in Guardians. And when they're showing the history of the gems, right? Where where the Collector shows off. Like that was a celestial. I don't know which celestial that was, but Lord Chaos and Master Order are are uh, are like these basically just what they are: chaos yeah. and order. Right. That's all they are: giant celestials like that. And I think that's what so I I'm going with that. I think that's who uh, Rosenbaum and Stallone are going to be. Okay, that's I can be down with that. Yeah. Uh, makes them important, but also doesn't need to necessarily keep them around for other movies. Right. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about some of the other characters that are going to be major players, where they have been major players in the um, Marvel Comics version of the Guardians, but are now making their debut, such as Mantis. Yay, Mantis! Uh, Mantis, which according to Wikipedia was ranked the 99th sexiest women in comics <laughs> <laughs> as far as as far as uh, of the list of 100, 100, the Comic Buyer's Guide, 100 Sexiest Women in Comics. Wait, then who did she just beat out? Um, I should, let me try to find the reference here. Uh, hang with us, kids. You're going to want to hear this list. <laughs> I just want to know who, never, who was this one person that got that beat out, that uh, she beat out for it. There's no link to it. Oh, let me, wow. let me see if I can Google it, though, because uh, everybody wants to know who number 100 is now. Um, I would like to know who number one is. Um, I'm, I'm sure number one is like Black Widow or Scarlet Witch because of, of fans. It's I think it's a it's a magazine that you had to get. Let's check this out. Comic Buyer's Guides presents 100 Sexiest Women. Okay. I have seen this list before. So 99 is Mantis. 100 is Harlequin. Molly Maine Scott from D.C. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, top five, real quick. I think we've talked about it. Uh, five, Emma Frost. Four, Zatanna. Three, Jean Grey. Two, Death of the Endless from a Vertigo comic. I don't know that one. And number one, Red Sonia. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that word, so- I would have thought they would have gotten Vampirella. Some uh, mentionable honorable mentions here. Rogue 10. Uh, Supergirl 13, Harley 16, Barbara Gordon 17. Uh, boy. Where's Aunt May? <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. <laughs> uh, you've Where's made Marissa it. Tomei's Aunt May? Oh, Marissa Tomei's version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Vicky Vale, 93. <laughs> she just beat out the Wasp by one. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's Archie characters in here. This is pretty funny. Uh, this list is insane. All right, moving back to more serious and uh, non-sexist things. Um, so in the in the movie, Pom Clementife, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is going to portray Mantis. Um, in the comics, she made her debut in 1973 in the Avengers 112. She's actually a, uh, a member of the Avengers or former member of the Avengers, but she's primarily been a a guardian um, for, the, for the most part um, what you've seen from the trailers you can kind of tell what her powers are but she's also a grand master martial artist she has the, the gift of empathy plant manipulation accelerated healing who doesn't have accelerated healing anymore uh, astral projection and the ability to communicate telepathically with the Kotati do you know anything about the Kotati the the Katati. never heard of them. Um, that is a dated alien race in so, the Marvel universe. Mantis. I'm just gonna read this straight from the Marvel uh, biography here. Mantis is the half Vietnamese, half German daughter of Gustav Brandt, or Libra, and was born in Hue, Vietnam. 
In her childhood, her father leaves her in Vietnam at the Temple of the Alien Priests of Pama, a sect of the Kree. The Kree believe she might become the Celestial Madonna and mate with the eldest Katati on Earth to become the mother of the Celestial Messiah, the most important being in the universe. <laughs> uh, this is not the character we're going to get in the movies. <laughs> Uh, Damn it! I mean, it might be close. <laughs> Some of the celestial stuff might play into it, but she's got like little antennae um, that you would not get from being just Vietnamese and German. Um, maybe, the, maybe the German part. I don't know. Um, but in the film, yeah, we don't know much about her other than I think they confirmed she's going to be like a half sister or adopted sister of Peter Quill. That's. Weird. Okay. I believe I believe ego has raised her. Um, let's see. <laughs> okay. Yeah, member of the Guardians with empathetic powers who was raised by ego. Um, the character has never really experienced social interaction and learns about dealing with people and social interactions from other Guardians. Um, Clementine added about the character herself: she's really lonely and by herself, so it's a completely new thing to meet these people and to discover new things and new emotions and a new way of sharing things. I think it's like a kid. Uh, you discover things and you're curious about things and you make mistakes and you say like weird things or you're awkward. Also, Mantis and Drax have an interesting relationship that they're because they're both complete oddballs. So. Oh, that make yeah, that makes sense. You get to see it in the trailer when she's empathetic, empathic, excuse me, to Quill when he's, you know, feeling about having <laughs> sex. He wants to have sex with uh, Gamora, and uh, it's really embarrassing, and Drax calls him out on it. Um, Which is amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Uh, who knew Dave Bautista could be that funny? When, I know, right? <laughs> when he was that annoying in the WWE. <laughs> um... Yeah, what her role really is going to manage or, you know, bear down to in the movie, we have no idea. She could just be, she seems to be siding with the Guardians, and I have a feeling they're going to be going up against Ego at some point in the movie. Um, I don't think he's going to be a good guy by the end of the movie. Really? Ego is pretty much always been, like, a good guy. Ego or his dad? Well, his dad, no, his dad's a dick. Yeah, Jason Jason Spartax. The, fact, the weird thing that they're doing with this film that Kurt Russell is being both Ego and his dad is still really weird. Ego is evil. You know, Ego, like, eats people. Ego is a living plant, but he does it to survive. But lately, <laughs> like, and, yeah. but lately he's been fine. Lately he's been pretty cool. I mean, there's a whole thing where Nova, like, Kid Nova goes to and gets rid of his uh, space lice with really or termites. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just saying. I right. it's I feel like it's weird that they're gonna use both of those, and it's mm, I don't know. Yeah, some how of the, I feel. some of the trailer leads you to believe that part of the time when Drax, Gamora, and and Quill are on that planet, that that's actually ego. Um, yeah. I don't know. It remains to be seen. I am I'm re- withholding my judgment until I see it. You know, because it's yeah, it's Kurt Russell, um, and you gotta love Kurt Russell. So we'll have to see. Well, you don't got you don't gotta. You just kind of do. <laughs> right. Um, let's see what it says here. Ego is an ancient and mysterious cosmic being who is Quill's father and raised Mantis. Ego assumes a humanoid guise throughout the film instead of his customary planet form from the comics. Since he has the ability to manifest himself in different ways by controlling the molecules around him, which is from the comics, in such a way to create avatars of themselves. So, hmm. Considering Russell for the role was suggested to Gunn by Chris Pratt. Wow. Um, All right. Then there's the whole thing that Ego was allowed to be used um, after 20th Century Fox reached a deal with Marvel Studios to return the rights of Ego, because I guess they had it for somehow. Yep. Um, and then uh, in exchange. Well, technically, Ego Ego started off in Fantastic Four. Comics. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, they got the rights back in exchange for the power set to use for Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Which I was fine with her in Deadpool, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, Gunn originally thought Marvel had the rights to the character. And before that, there was no deal. And he's like, I had no backup plan. So it would have been nearly impossible to just throw another character in. 
Um, and there's a younger version of Ego cast for the movie, so it looks like we'll probably get a little flashback action. Oh, we're going to get baby Ego? Uh, yeah, <laughs> some kid named yeah. Aaron, Aaron Schwartz plays the younger version of Ego. I don't know okay. if it's a flashback or if he manifests himself that way. Um, when I was a young planet. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, he was in the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> he played Dave Carp. I think I remember that character. I watched that movie a lot. Um, the trilogy, actually. What a trilogy. Anyway. Uh, all right. So we've kind of covered ego there, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't expect we're gonna see him as a big face on a planet in the movie at all. I could be wrong. No, though. I feel like it's more. I feel like it's that's the whole point with Kurt Russell being Oswald's dad was they didn't want to go all face planet. Right. They needed but something still, they could fight. Yeah, but I still think it's weird that they're gonna use like the King of Spartax. Is like I don't know. It, it kind of eliminates that storyline, you know. Yeah, it re- eliminates the whole like his dad was a leader of an alien race, his royal lineage. Yeah, and now it's just uh, he's just a part celestial. But his mom, planet. Des- yeah, his mom described his dad as an angel. Yeah. So there's got to be some I don't know, and then of course Yandu described him as a complete dick. Yeah. Uh, but it's Yandu, so. Uh, I just don't think Ego is going to end up being a good guy in this. I think the bomb is inside the planet that that uh, we see uh, Groot and Rocket messing around with. I think that's yeah. the interior of Ego. I could be wrong. But maybe that's somehow connected to like his power or something, and they need to destroy that to make him stop from blowing up the universe. Who knows? Um, but somehow or another, the Ravagers play a big role in this movie, too. Because Taserface has been cast and he's the leader of the Ravagers. A.K.A. Overkill, which he's most known for in the <laughs> comics. Yeah. He's uh, not a smart character, but he's a very powerful guy. Yeah. Um, so that'll be kind of fun to see. Uh, of course, Yandu and all of the other Ravagers are there as well. Um, and his fin. He's got a larger fin on his forehead, on his on top of his head this time. Yeah. Right? So he's got the mohawk rocking. So you gotta wonder if they're going after Quill because Quill cheated him out of... Well, yeah, that's totally gonna happen. The Infinity Stone. Also, making her return is Nebula. Excuse me, Nebula. And it looks like she's fighting alongside the Guardians, at least at some point. So, um, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna patch things up. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, She tried to... I think it's gonna be... I think it's gonna be more of a... uh, Forced partnership? uh, yeah, like it's like come on, we we like there's gonna be someone that's gonna bring the guy, and she's gonna be very like like fine. I guess this make should do this kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Not to give much away, but Gunn did say they're gonna explore the movie. Will explore their relationship in the you know their sister relationship and how it deteriorated. Also, why Nebula hates Thanos so much and what she did to really make her so angry. Yeah. So that'll be kind of cool to see. Um. Daddy Thanos. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Craiglin, that's there's, uh, Sean Gunn's character. He'll be back. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and then there's uh, Nathan Fillion, who's going to be Simon Williams. Um, is he actually going to be in it, or is it just in the posters? I, I don't know. He's credited on like the IMDb. Because so, I remember they they released that picture, and you could see the poster in the background for uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the character's name? Simon Williams, but he's got a he's got a name too. I thought. Well, Wonder Man. Wonder Man, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, which is he's a he's an android, uh, in the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Which I, like, I feel like he's gonna do something, but I feel like he's gonna be more flashback as just a random character. They're like, oh, here's Wonder Man. Okay, moving on. But he's in like a movie poster too, right? Like in the background. Yeah. Yeah, for Wonder yeah. Man or something. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all. That's what everyone's like. Oh my god, he's gonna be Wonder Man. And I'm like, I feel like this is more just a flashback thing with or- because there's gonna be points in this movie where it's Peter Quill flashbacks mm-hmm. when he was a kid before he got picked up from Abducted. from the Ravagers. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see his mom again, probably. Yeah, I think so. Um, also, Evan Jones, Jimmy Urine, uh, Stephen Black, 
Hart and Steve Agee, comedian Steve Agee, will show up. And Tommy Flanagan from uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy. I didn't know he was in this movie. Yeah, he plays. Uh, he's going to play another Ravager. Cool. I'm down with that. Uh, I like Tulk. Tulk is his name. Hmm. All right. I'm into that. Um. Oh. Uh. Tommy Flanagan will play. Yeah. Tulk. All those guys. I, I like. I like some of the names of some of these that I'm assuming are also Ravagers. Uh, Wretch. <laughs> half nut. Daisy Q. Half. Half nut's my favorite. <laughs> I'm like. Uh, I love that the actor's name is Jimmy Urin. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm like that's Ge- perfect. Guy's name is Geff the Ravager. <laughs> <laughs> Narblick, Narblick. These sound like God. Harry Potter creatures. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So the big bad of the movie could end up being Ego, but it's gonna start off as Aisha. Uh, not the singer. No, not 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 <laughs> not the singer who did a guest starring appearance on one episode of Buffy. Um. Uh, not Moesha. Yeah, played by Brandy, uh, Aisha, played by Elizabeth Debicki or Debicki, um, is the Golden High Priestess and leader of the Sovereign People, also in the comics known as uh, Kismet, Paragon, Her, and Aisha. Um, she has many names: <laughs> She Who Must Be Obeyed, or She Whose Trail Dusts Hope. Um, yeah, uh, she actually first appeared. What? Oh, okay. No, she's just on the cover of this this Alpha Flight comic book. But, no, her first appearance was in The Incredible Hulk as Paragon. A Marvel 2-in-1 issue, number 61, as her or Kismet. And, of course, as Aisha in Fantastic Four. So, I guess they get her because she was an Incredible Hulk first. And Sony can just suck it. Yep. <laughs> uh, but she was created by Len Wein, uh, a fantastic writer. Uh, one of the... One of the one of the best, I guess, is what I, I'll put it at. He's a big Swamp Thing guy, uh, a lot of X Men and Wolverine, and I think he did Human Target, if I remember right. I think yeah. Um, also, he was the editor for the the Watchmen. So he's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, most notably, his run are with with Swamp Thing. Some of his Swamp Thing books are some of the better Swamp Thing stories out there. Uh, but he made this character, uh, as you can see from the trailers, she's made of gold. No! <laughs> Crazy Dutch bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, I'm not a Dutch hater, but uh, that's that's from a movie. Austin Powers reference. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, she looks like she's all in gold. Otherwise, they just tinted those scenes to be incredibly in gold. It looks pretty cool. Um... I don't really know what else we can say. Um, other well, than... I know what we can say. All right. Well, I know what I can say. Yeah. Uh, because every because oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, because of her involvement in the sh- in the in this in the books, she has a she has a twin, a genetic twin, who happens to be Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. And. So this is kind of introducing the race that Warlock is a part of and that we're all still hoping and waiting for his uh, introduction into the Marvel Universe for Infinity Wars. She's also had run-ins with Wonder Man. Yeah. So we might see Wonder Man as well. Who knows? It's crazy. Uh, The Soul Gem plays a lot in her story. Um but I don't think we're going to get this any gems in this. No, I don't think so either. Because the, the last the soul gem is... plays more in Warlock's story than hers, yeah. though. Yeah. So I highly doubt we're going to see a gem because I think the last gem we're going to see is going to be in Ragnarok. I think. <clears throat> Which gem is that again? The soul gem, I think. Who's going to have that? Hemdall. Oh, okay. okay. Hemdall has one, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see in Thor how Loki's going to play off this whole him being the dad, being uh, the king. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, you see him sitting alongside uh, the whatever, the, the game master. What is that what his name? Is? Oh, yeah, the, game, the grandmaster. Grandmaster, yeah, grandmaster. So he's yeah. there, and plus we know from Doctor Strange that they're back in New York, too. With Loki, yeah. Loki and Thor, so I don't know. I wonder if Thor finally finds out. Oh, he's going to. Yeah, 
thus thus well, maybe that's why he ends up being you know head shaved and exiled and that's why Loki's there make sure he actually gets the job done yeah maybe he like helps deliver along with of course uh what's her name Valkyrie Valkyrie yeah Oh, yeah, we're going to do a whole different thing. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do the Ragnarok 101 when that gets much closer. We got all the way till November to pretend like we're doing research. Yes. <laughs> um, what? A, okay, so at the end of Guardians 1, I think we finished up with Aisha. Uh, her powers, she can fly. Um, she has unaided survival in a vacuum, which means she can fly in space. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, energy blast, regeneration, super strength, and durability. So she'll be a tough opponent for the Guardians. Plus, she's probably got some minions to be. Well, yeah, she has so many people. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, she has a lot of ties to a lot of characters that we may or may not get and that they might be keeping close to the vest as far as like Warlock and, and Wonder Man. We'll have to wait and see. Um, a big part of what made Guardians 1 so good and so enjoyable, especially for the 80s kid that is I, is that Quill was an 80s kid. So he had a Walkman and he had a mixtape from his mom, which almost made me cry. Um, I have a close relationship with my mom, too. So I know I would cry if my mom died and all she gave me was that mixtape and I would listen to it endlessly like he did. Oh, yeah. Um, but the soundtrack was a big part of what made that movie so cool. Um, so much fun. And I can only imagine that that's going to happen again. Um, oh, totally. They didn't just from the just from the some of the songs we've heard already. Yeah. Uh, in the trailers, I'm like, yep. Um, let's see. Gun called the Awesome Mix Volume Two more diverse than the first one with some incredible, incredibly famous songs, and then some songs that people have never heard. Um, he's got a list of songs that he was going to include on Awesome Mix Two. Uh, Sweet's Fox on the Run was also considered for the first one. Um, but this is actually the soundtrack's coming out before the movie. Yeah. So you'll be able to get to figure it out. But plus, the trailers have been good with music, and Hooked on a Feeling is probably going to show up again because Baby Groot. Because um, Baby Groot. This movie should be just called the Baby Groot movie. Well, you know, there's talk. I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not, but there is talk of a Groot standalone movie. No, really? Yeah, there's talk. I mean, it, that's what I think. I don't know if Gunn wants to do, but someone's like somewhere down the line, they should do a there's talk of a Groot solo movie. Who knows if it's actually going to happen or not? Yeah. But I was like, can we can we just not? I don't want it. Don't want it. No. Um, I, I would barely root for a Peter Quill solo movie, but I would if it was a Peter Quill uh, Kitty Pride team up. Um, which, which never, hey man, I loved that relationship. That was like the only thing in the Marvel Universe, comic book wise, that kept me going. <laughs> so, really? I hated their relationship. Oh, I, I loved like, it. it was, I was, I personally was just like, no, I'm, I'm fine without it. Let's not do that. <laughs> this is why I hate you. <laughs> Hater Dave. Hater Dave. <laughs> You're the one hating on the comic book. I'm the one that loves it. <laughs> I'm just saying it was I mean it was there it was Marvel's way to kind of branch to kind of get everyone involved in stuff, but I don't know. I just thought there were, that whole relationship was just kinda of odd and off putting for me. Alright, alright, I get it. But I loved it. Um it would never be a movie anyway, but I thought that would be a cool movie. So Alright, um, where else? Yeah, so we talked about the music. Uh, again, they were asked that at that panel I was at, too. And they were like, yeah, I can't, we can't tell you any of it. Uh, but they said when they would record scenes, you'd have the music blaring um, while, they yes. were, while they were doing the scenes. So you get a good, he said that it really helped them get a good feel of what's going to happen. Um, December 2016, Diesel said that Gunn had interest in making a film centered on Groot and Rocket. Yep. No. <laughs> no. I don't I don't like that. <laughs> um all right, so the impact that Guardians Volume 2 is going to have on the MCU. I don't see it as having a huge impact on anything other than Guardians. There I'm assuming there's going to be two an end credit and a an end credit scene and a mid credit, and a mid -credit scene. They're probably going to do more of their involvement with the rest of the Marvel MCU. I think the ending of this movie 
is going to have them sh- like on their way to Earth from a distress call of some sort, or they hear that Thanos is on his way to Earth, something along those lines, or something involving Thor, <laughs> which I think I don't know. Um, yeah, I you know I I see them you know Doctor Strange jumped pretty far over Guardians, well and Spider Man obviously, but to get to uh, Thor. So I can yeah. see Guardians doing something similar and jumping right to Infinity War in that way. They have to start setting it up more so than they have. Um, they need to put more pieces in place. Yeah. And you have to do that, I think, with the Guardians traversing that way or getting a notice notification that, oh, yeah, Thanos is active and he's heading to Earth or something. Yeah, it has to be something along the lines of, like, even if it's a cliffhanger ending mm-hmm. of, like, they hear Thanos is on the move and like, like, I don't know, like Peter Quill or someone's beating the shit out of someone and they're, and they're like, where is he heading? And then like they give like coordinates and he, they look it up and he's like, that's Earth. And like, that's kind of the. And then Rocket says something about how he hates Earth and then cut to black. Yeah. Something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, Guardians is the 15th MCU film. Just Woo! throwing that out there. This little franchise that uh, started uh, in 2008. Here we are, almost 10 years later. In fact, can't believe, yeah. the 10-year re- anniversary will be two days after Infinity Wars, uh, or two days before Infinity War comes out. Damn. <laughs> 10 years later, and we're getting what they've built up to, essentially. Ugh. So, I'm so, like, it's one of those, like, few, here's the thing. This is one of those few franchises I've seen all the movies in theaters. Um, I have, I did not see Incredible Hulk in theater. I saw Incredible Hulk in theater. Uh, even after I was super reluctant after seeing Hulk in theaters. Are you one of the, we've probably talked about it and I've probably forgotten, for which I apologize, but are you one of the haters of the Incredible Hulk? No, I like Incredible Hulk. I, yeah. I, the last time we talked, it was last we did like a. It was in like my top five. Okay. Uh, la- one time, I, I think it's moved, but it was in like my top five because I really enjoyed that Hulk. Plus, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a Edward Norton. I mean, it was Edward Norton did a great job, and the story was really. I thought the story was fine for what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And are you? I know. I know your your partner, your your hetero life mate, Matt is a Joss Whedon hater. Uh, are you one too? No, I like Joss Whedon. Yeah, you have to say that because you want to be in something he makes. Well, I want to be in something <laughs> regardless. Yeah. Regardless, but I like I like Joss Whedon and what he's been doing. I mean, I, I have to say the Russo brothers, since they took over, have just been sure, doing an sure. exceptionally amazing job. But, I mean, Joss Whedon kind of paved the way so you gotta have to give some credit there. Right, right. I, you know, but, I've never uh, had a problem. Joss, call me. Right there, you go. I've never had a problem. I've, I mean, I'm, a, I'm I've always been a huge fan of Joss. Well, since Buffy, um, I should say. Yeah. I didn't really know who he was before then. I can't say that I've. I knew him when he made the first Buffy movie, and I knew him when he was writing for Toy Story uh, edits and yeah, know, Alien Four and all that stuff. Like I didn't know any of that until after Buffy became really famous and I was stoked when he got Avengers and I was stoked for Avengers 2 and now I'm I'm over the moon for Batgirl. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super surprised. I was surprised that he was going to go and do that, but also I was like, good, do it. Right, knowing the frustration he had with working with Marvel, not so much that he hated it, but just that he butted heads with so many people. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wait and see because he's worked with DC before and he left because of creative differences when he tried to make a Wonder Woman movie in the past. Yeah. So I'm hoping ducks are in a row now and we get the Batgirl movie we all need, um, especially in that, that universe. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, well, we'll see. Just Hope. don't have her have sex with Batman. <laughs> I don't think Joss would. Um I'm just saying. But Joss's his characters have sex with older men all the time. Buffy, so, but Angel. And well, Spike. then Batgirl's probably gonna have sex with Batman or Alfred. <laughs> Alfred, <right? laughs> just not her father. 
Yes. No, don't do that. But I also, a little, you know, we're way off topic here. A little ray of hope is he's using Gail Simone's run on the New 52 Batgirl. And that's oh, a great. That would be great. That's a great run, especially with the, the, really the use is. of her brother. Um, just the cotton of my favorite Batgirl costume is in that run. So this Burnside Batgirl, not doing it for me. Yeah. But anyway, back to the Marvel Universe. So yeah, Guardians 2 is the, what did I say, 15th? Yep. 15th. So then again, this year we have Homecoming, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. Spider-Man, we're going to get a heavy dose of Iron Man, or at least a moderate dose of Iron Man in that one. So it'll feel... I think I think they did it intentionally so that you, they remind you that, yep, guys, this is part of the MCU. Um, and I get it. I'm okay with it, as long as it's not overwhelming. Oh, just wait until we have just wait until we have our Spider-Man Homecoming panel thing to talk about. We will. <laughs> we'll get everybody. I think we'll have a big, yeah. uh, except for Jenny, because she's probably sick of them recasting Spider-Man. <laughs> so, um, so we'll no, because I still need to be Spider-Man. That's right. That's right. Justin should be Spider-Man. Justin should be yeah. all the characters. Hashtag Justin for all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, multi-purpose Justin right. for every Marvel character, except for Black Panther, because that's perfect casting. Well, any any character don't make me any of the guys. You could be Nick. I don't want. Be white I don't Fury. want to. Do, I, <laughs> we'll do we'll do a reverse where I'm the son of Nick Fury, but I was adopted. <laughs> right, right. Uh, weird. Um, so yeah, Thor directed by Taka Taka. I always forget his name wrong. Taka Taka Watiti. Oh yeah, Taka Watiti. A great director. Worked with Flight of the Concords and what is it? The Shadows thing. With the vampires, great movie. I forget the name of it at the moment, but oh, the the, the uh, uh, I'm gonna the, find uh, it. It's it's what we do it in has, the shadows. What we do in the shadows, which has the guys from it has two, which has two Jermaine char- from Jermaine from and uh, and uh, their band manager. Um, yeah, <laughs> who is fantastic. And again, my brain is fried. Uh, uh, Reese Darby. Yeah, so Jermaine Clement, Reese Darby, and Taika. Watiti are stars in the movie and now he's directing he's, he's the director of that movie too with Jermaine but yeah I think it's gonna be good uh, I'm excited for Thor and then uh, moving further back uh, after that first movie of 2018 in February is Black Panther yes Infinity War in May so only yes. four yeah only two months after so you don't get much of a, of a breather between Black Panther and Infinity War um Marvel I movie. still don't know if Black Panther. Like, I'm curious what Black Panther's role is going to be because he's going to show up in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, like, what is going to happen, like, in his movie? Yeah, everyone and their mother. Kind of everyone and their that. mother is showing up in Infinity War. So yeah, <laughs> um, Infinity War, which is being directed by the Russos, and then Ant Man and Wasp. So. From May to July, that's all the Marvel movies. No more Marvel movies after that in 2018. Um, it'll be a long stretch from July to, to, to March. And I started there. Sorry, I've been reading too much of it. Uh, from July to March, where March 8th, we get our introduction to the first female solo Marvel movie, Captain Marvel. Yes. Um, pretty stoked about that. Then we have the sequel, the untitled Infinity War sequel. And then we close out, as far as we know... With Spider-Man Homecoming too, but that could be changing. The the wrath of the Sony. Puma. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> the wrath of Sony. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming too. It should not be called that. Let's just not call it that, please. Spider-Man just colon something it, else. And and but there's also the possibility because now it's back on the table of the rated R Venom movie. But that's a solo thing, right? That's outside it's, of. It, yeah, but then uh, but um. Tom Holland said he would love he said something about casting someone and being able to fight so was it Kingpin or Octopus in an upcoming Spider-Man film or go, no Goblin he he wanted to have another Goblin fight I'm like no can way, we way stop later the goblin? way later yeah. way later give me some other new ones like that list that you made Yes, I gotta make a new list at some point. <laughs> an updated list of Spidey. Villains. I gotta make a yeah. Um. Okay, so that's that's the MCU future uh, Guardians. If you have any other questions that we didn't answer, Google it. Um, because we would just Google it if you asked us on Twitter. Yeah. So you're better off just googling it. 
Um, we tried, but mostly we just went random places today, <laughs> which is yeah. completely fine. And if you're not watching Mar- Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet, you need to watch Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season because it has gotten damn good. Has it? Yeah, dude. I know you have your reservations because, spoiler guys, they brought Ward back. But in the way they brought him back, it works. And it's not <laughs> It's not stupid. It's I, I can't... I can't... <laughs> I can't tell you how they did it where it works without spoiling it for you. Tell me off air if you want, because <laughs> I'm curious. Because like when I heard Ward was coming back, I'm like that automatic. I'm like, nope. Yeah, I figured that would rule you out pretty damn quick. Well, it was just like every almost every season he shows up. Almost every season up until Ghost Rider. Like, he just keeps showing up in different ways. I'm like, no, I'm worn out. <laughs> I got you. All right, off air, I will tell you how it happens. Um, All right. Agent Carter, canceled, not happening anymore. Uh, Marvels and Humans is coming in September, and I'm stoked because that cast looks incredible. Um, I am not an Inhuman fan because Marvel has taken their, t- their, their TV and cinematic version of the Inhumans and kind of replaced the X-Men mutants with Inhumans, but... The Inhuman Royal Family storyline I like a lot. Um, and it's going to be Marvel's Game of Thrones, essentially. Have you seen some of the photo, uh, like cat, like the photos on set? A couple. Because they're filming like in the, Hawaii. Yeah, and then like I, my favorite is just the big stand-in dog for Lockjaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can I own that after you're done? Right, right. Um, <laughs> I Anson- just want it. <laughs> Anson Mount, who, who won't be speaking, <laughs> probably, uh, is playing Black Bolt. Sorinda Swan, who is amazingly beautiful and a great actress, is playing Medusa. Can't wait to see what they do with her hair. Uh, Ewan Rayan, um, from Game of Thrones, is playing Maximus, who, as you can already tell, is going to be a bad guy. Um, or bad guy-ish. Uh, Ken Leung. Well, has to be. Maximus has always been a bad guy. Right, right. Uh, Ken Leung is Karnak, who is Black Bolt's cousin, and he can see all things, essentially. Or the fault in all things, excuse me. Um, but he's got history on, on Hawaii, because he's from Lost, so I bet you he's glad to have this gig. So he's got two, two gigs <laughs> that sent him to Hawaii to quote-unquote work. Uh, gotta love that, and he's working for ABC again. Uh, Isabel Cornish is playing Crystal. Mike Moe is Triton. Um, a couple names I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then Lockjaw, who's going to be a CGI, a giant 2,000 pound dog. Yeah. Uh, teleporting dog, by the way. He can help them teleport. I'm so. St- for some reason, that's the thing I'm most excited about is Lockjaw. The, the, the giant CGI dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to know how they're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I can't wait to see. The first two episodes will be in IMAX, and so you can see them in the theater uh, before it jumps to abc i think probably the week after or two weeks after i should say nope many weeks after september 1st is when it debuts in theaters and then the season airs september 26th and it's only eight episodes long um where am i leading oh yeah uh the netflix series were up to up through all four characters debuting of the defenders and now all we need is just to have the defenders assemble which defenders (laughs) which will happen on august 18th we have a date now Eight episodes of The Defenders, and then later this year, The Punisher. I'm so excited for that. 13 episodes of just Punisher goodness. I I really hope they do the opposite what they did with Iron Fist. And just go straight for the gut on (laughs) The Punisher. Yeah, I think... I think Iron Fist they 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 went too slow um, with the with the building of the character. I still didn't mind it. I enjoyed the series, but he's still not Iron Fist. I was I was very I was I, like I was fine with it for the beginning of it, mm-hmm. and then in the like if you haven't watched it, yet, I'm about to spoil some shit. Uh, I didn't like, finish the last like, episode yet. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. Um, like, but like once it got to the middle where like Madame Gao shows up, yeah, and like takes that guy's head off. Oh, right. Like I was like, shit, it's about to get real. And there was mo, and but then it kind of kept the same kind of slow mentality through the rest of it. And I was like, kept waiting. There was like moments where it picked up, but for the most part, I was like, okay. Like some of the stuff was re- really good, but then I was so mad at some of the stuff. Mainly with the brother and sister, because mm-hmm. they did some great building of her characters, especially with uh, the the uh, what's his name, the son, like 
whatever his name, killing his dad. Ward, isn't it Ward? Ward yeah, yeah, Ward Meacham killing Malcolm Meacham. Yeah, like killing his dad. I was like, yes. But then, like two episodes later, like his dad shows up, and I'm like, and kind of just ruined that whole thing. I was I was so <laughs> pissed about that. Uh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, well, it like built it built like this really cool idea mm-hmm. with Ward, uh, and I was like, oh my god, they're they're gonna. I thought it was gonna be like a reversal from Luke from Luke Cage mm-hmm. kind of deal. Yeah, and right. then they bring and then bring Malcolm Meacham back, and I'm like, well, this is bullshit. <laughs> now all that momentum you had for Ward is dead. Right, it's gone. Yeah, and it made no sense. And then you, I just at that point didn't care for them. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. Um, all right, wrapping up. Uh, Cloak and Dagger will be on Freeform, and that's coming later this year. And then they announced also that uh, why isn't it on this list? Um, what's the other one they're doing? Uh, oh, the Runaways. Runaways, yeah, which I'm stoked for. Yeah. I love the Runaways. Fun, fun fact for people. I, I I saw this the other day. Um, going through my life, t- my uh, Facebook timeline. Like yeah. this time, la- like years ago, and I think it was one of my first articles for Atomic Geekdom, or for Two Bro when Two Bro Geeks before that. Uh, I wrote an article saying how Cloak and Dagger need to show up uh, in the Marvel in in like on TV, and then the day after that was when they announced that they were going to do a Cloak and Dagger show. <laughs> I'm just saying. I haven't seen my royalty check. You're a precon, is what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen that yet. But you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome, people. Marvel, where'd they be without you? Come on, Marvel. I have so many ideas. <laughs> Especially about Moon Knight. Yeah, actually, I have something to tell you off the air. <laughs> oh. About that. Oh, did you get sued? Yeah. <laughs> While we were talking. The, no. <laughs> What were you talking about? Um, all right. We are wrapping up anyways. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, Ma- uh, Matt and yourself, Justin, you do a podcast outside of this show. Please tell the five yep. folks about it. We do an awesome, fun show called uh, Two Broke Geeks. You can follow us on Twitter at 2BGPod or on Instagram at 2BGPod. Uh, we try to talk about nerd news, mostly films and, and films and TV. I've been trying to do a little bit better with comics, but it's it's been a little hard. You don't work at a comic book store as much anymore. Not as much. I still get my polls and stuff there, but like since I've moved out to LA, it's been pretty sparse. But we've had things to talk about, and especially uh, with Jenny from Atomic Geekdom, like we go to a con, so I talk about that stuff now. Uh, so working on that, and you can see our stuff on the Atomic Geekdom website. Uh, we're on there and and yeah that's really it <laughs> there you go uh yeah. check out our youtube atomic geekdom youtube um you've got matt appearing in or not matt i'm sorry justin appearing in a couple how dare you <laughs> in at least one video that will be up oh, i believe by the time this goes up but if not the heroes and villains fan fest video will be up by that point just a short minute and a half to show you what it was like to be there uh, next time we go, of course, we'll get better audio and stuff from the panels, so you have a bit of that. And, of course, we'll do a better job on the floor to get interviews. The floor for that setup wasn't great for conducive for interviewing people at their tables because there was, like, the central speaker podium where they would do random interviews with some of the guests that were there. So yeah. the lo- it would be kind of loud when we were trying. And all the cool tables were kind of around that, so it was hard to just get the the audio of the person that was talking to without getting this interview with Chan, Chandler Riggs or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was, that was, that was disappointing, but it was okay. It was still a good time. And then we got C2E2. So, um, that video should be getting edited and put up very, very, very soon. So stay tuned for that as well. Some fun stuff from C2E2. Um, Thank you for listening to Atomic Kingdom. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you liked what you heard, please give us a review. Review to the Two Bro Geeks as well while you're there. On the iTunes, it takes just a couple minutes. Helps us grow and helps listeners find us. Um, You can find our show along with the aforementioned Two Bro Geeks, the Just Two Pals, and our professional wrestling podcast, which Justin has been a guest on before. 
the Booyah. the Ringside Geeks, all on iTunes, Google Play, Satchel, and at least the the, the Atomic Geekdom and Ringside Geeks are on Stitcher. I don't know if the Broke Geeks or the Pals are yet. Uh, I don't. That's a Matt question. <laughs> if they're not, I'm sure they will be soon um, on Stitcher. So you can find all of our shows there. Uh, also, everything is at AtomicGeekdom.com. All the articles, all the news and stuff, we're trying to update it a lot more frequently and there is word of uh johnny possibly hosting a news segment or review segment on youtube for us stay tuned stay tuned as production begins quite quite soon um that's all we got thanks for for tuning in justin thanks for sitting in the chair across from me many many miles no crabs and uh yeah thanks for listening we will see y'all later